Good morning, everybody. Today is Wednesday, October 20th, I think. Yes, sir. It is. It is uh, October 20th, and uh, the NBA season started last night, but the Cavs season starts tonight. Um, I am not going to watch the game. I will not be watching it. Um, that's it, though. Um, so, Tom, uh, sorry we're a little late. Tom was my, my man. Tom was moving around. He was he was hopping puddles, and, uh, and now he was just really just flying over the continental <laughs> United States and instead of, you know, uh, United States and Europe. But we're back. Uh, give you your NFL fix for um, during the middle of the week. Uh, but, Tom, how are you, man? Uh, busy, busy time of year. You know, I got classes, midterms, papers, all that fun stuff. I don't, I don't know if I've ever told you, but like one of my like reoccurring themes, if I have like, I don't really have nightmares, but like I wake up with a ton of anxiety. Um, I have this, like, it's a running dream, but it's not the same thing, but it kind of is like, I will go into my dream and like, think I'm still in college. And like, it's about to be like a deadline and I'm going to fail and flunk out of college and things like that, <laughs> which I actually did in real life. Um, but well, I didn't fail out. I, I, I didn't fail out. I want to, I want to point that I did not flunk out. Um, but, uh, but, and I, and I wake up and I'm like, Oh my God, I go go to, go to school. And I'm like, okay, cool. You're never going to have to do that again ever in your life. So you're good. Um, Just trying to get wake- through my last year. Yeah. I know. Well, that obviously, I mean, like if I could have any advice to give to younger people is like, just do the damn four years. It's so worth it. Um, but uh, yeah, we're here to talk about the NFL games over the weekend. Um, we probably won't do any little preview for this week and maybe a word or two, but that'll probably be safe for either Friday and then the, the Sunday show a little bit probably. Uh, um, but uh, let's kind of just go into, I think one of the um, biggest stories uh, right now um, not surprising. It's more surprising what has come out with it, I think. Um, but Ed Orgeron and LSU have agreed to mutually part ways. Um, I'm not surprised. I, I mean, this was going to happen. I think we knew this was going to happen. It was either going to happen at the end of the year or it was going to happen um, sooner or later, or sooner rather than later. But it's happening at the end of the year. And from all reports, uh, it basically was like, I, on Seinfeld, he was George Costanza from Seinfeld that was just trying to get fired. He was like doing things to try and get fired. Um, and there were reports that he would he had like multiple girlfriends. And then apparently the thing that set uh, uh, everything in, in emotion really is he was at a gas station um, with somebody. And a uh, woman walked out in exercise gear who was pregnant. And he said, uh, basically hit on her and was like, oh, well, it doesn't matter if you're married, doesn't matter if you're pregnant. Uh, ended up being the wife and uh, uh, of a very high-ranking LSU official. So that kind of sent it over. Um, but like from like what I said, like what I said, um, it seems like he wanted out uh, from the beginning. Um, I don't know, Tom, what are your thoughts? I, I thought that was – so funny when it was coming out because I was like, of course it's an LSU official's wife, bro. Like, yeah. of course. Um, do you think he gets another job in college football? Uh, a head coaching job? Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, we. I mean, the real Ed Ordron, in my opinion, is the one we saw these past two years. 
because that's it's not like an anomaly. His team, the, the national championship was an anomaly. I mean, that was one of the best, like one of the best college football teams we've seen in the last decade, and that's with Alabama being so dominant in this past decade. So that was just luck that it happened to him. Um, someone will hire him up to be like, you know what? Someone, I, I take it back. Someone might hire him just to get PR, just to get PR. Maybe one of those like uh, smaller conference schools. Um, they'll hire him to just do PR. Um, but yeah, we all kind of predicted this when after they won the national championship, Dave Aranda's defensive coordinator moved on right away. Um, and then uh, his uh, Joe Brady, the basically the brainchild behind the offense, um, uh, left as well. So. We all saw that kind of coming. Um, like I said, not surprised. Uh, but well, so I guess my my question more in line was like, does USC bring him in because he is no. that pseudo celebrity? No, uh, no. Uh, USC already had um, the right over John. His name was Clay Helton. Um, <laughs> that's literally the, those two were in the exact situation, but Orgeron just got lucky and like inherited a national championship team. Um, no, I, I, I uh, USC with how bad they've been the past decade after dominating from 2000 2010, uh, they need, they're going to go. They're either going to get James Franklin, um, Jimbo Fisher. Um, they'll go after uh, Luke Fickle. I don't think they'll get Fickle. Um, no, and, and they're also not one of these coaches. That, that one of the schools that are going to hire a guy like Billy Napier at uh, Louisiana Lafayette, who should get a new job at a bigger school at some point. Um, but they're not going to do that. They they need to make a buzz, and they know they need to make a buzz. I still think I still think the leading candidate is is Urban Meyer. Um, I, I, I agree. I think it has to be Urban. Yeah, and it's the perfect like it's the perfect place for him to come down off of like a terrible NFL season. Um, but we will get into uh, the Jaguars and their first win, and just really how ironic their first win was. Um, <laughs> but for that, uh, some trivia questions. All right. Uh, Oklahoma owns the record for the longest consecutive winning streak in Division One, with 47. Uh, this Division Three program won 55 straight from 2000 to 2003. Who was it? Um, I have no idea. Uh, Mount Union in Ohio. Mount um, Union. Uh, the, so name, uh, then the next question is, uh, name one player that came from the school. There are two very popular ones that I'm surprised you're not going to get. I've never heard of Mount Union. Okay. You have, um, but okay. Um, Pierre Garcon came from Mount Union and did, uh, Cecil Shorts as well. Didn't have as long of an Cecil. Cecil Shorts. I love Cecil Shorts. Uh, um, yeah, I mean. Maybe you haven't heard of him, but you've probably seen him play on TV because uh, the ESPN does Division Three championship every year on TV. Um, mm-hmm. and it's usually – it's basically Mount Union in all of Division Three, basically, in the NCAA at least. It's Mount Union and then, like, the three Wisconsin Whitewater schools. Um, those are always the four best or the three best. Um, and then they usually always play uh, on national TV for that championship game. But, yeah, they have a very good program. Uh, they once ran by Vince Carey's uh, – if you actually looked at like uh, some of the uh, like, if you look at Brandon Staley's um, like the new Chargers coach, if you look at his coaching tree, it'll trace back to Mount Union. Um, as will uh, a lot of those. Uh, as will uh, John Harbaugh's will trace back to Mount Union. Um, things like that. A lot of the Midwestern coaches um, 
fed out of two division three programs in Ohio, which is Baldwin Wallace and Mount Union. So um, a lot of those guys, there's a lot of coaches at the very highest level in the NFL and college that have come. I mean, uh, what's his face? Uh, Iowa State's coach. Why can't I think of his name? Um, Matt, uh, Matt Campbell, Matt Campbell. He's another uh, guy from Ohio that does that. But it's, yeah, a lot of those coaches like Brandon Staley came straight from Baldwin Wallace. I believe Dan Campbell was uh, part of Baldwin Wallace as well at one point. So, um, which is also very ironic because Baldwin Wallace sucks every single year nowadays. Um, but whatever. Um, all right. Uh, just some quick brief sports news from around the way. Um, just because this is a Wednesday show, we'll probably go a little bit quicker through all the NFL games. Uh, but I think this will make it easier for us to do on Friday where we can just kind of get in and out with college football. Um, and it's not putting too much pressure on everybody. So, uh, obviously the NBA season started last night. Um, I will update the, the, the podcast, our listeners. Um, Yes, the answer is yes. I still have everything Milwaukee and Bucks muted on Twitter, so I have no idea what goes on with the Bucks um, <laughs> because I hate them and I hate Jonas. So whatever I did, they're all muted on Twitter. I have not decided to unmute them. I don't care about the Bucks. Um, other than that, uh, I, the Cavs are going to stink. Um, I, I, I will watch. I I won't watch much NBA this year. I'll watch. Uh, the national TV games that either have Trey Young or John Morant. But other than that, I just really don't care. Um, (laughs) There's just nothing to care about. I mean, I I don't know if you saw LeBron came out the other day and was like, well, we didn't have enough rest, but because even though we didn't have enough rest, it's not like, even if we had more rest, it's, it still wouldn't like prevent injuries. I'm just sick of the NBA after Mm -hmm. watching the NFL finally for a couple like a, a month or two now, it's just, it's so much better than the NBA. The NBA, it's it, the whole thing's going on with Kyrie and Ben Simmons. I mean, it, it's literally a high school. It's high school. It's, it's a high school like popularity contest mixed with basketball. It's it's stupid. It's dumb. Um, it honestly does not matter whatsoever until you get to the playoffs, and uh, half the teams from the league make the playoffs. So um, it's just not exciting. I I wish I could say I was looking forward to this year. I'm not. I mean. The Cavs' first-round pick last year, Isaac Okoro, he's terrible. He hasn't gotten any better. He's going to be out of the starting lineup halfway through the season, if not sooner rather than later. Um, but like I said, Trey Young, John Morant, I'm all in for those guys. Other than that, I just like I, Giannis, you suck. You'll always suck. Learn how to shoot. Kyrie, stop being weird. Kevin Durant, you're pretty good. Um, Devin Booker, awesome. DeAndre Ayton, awesome. Yeah, I just – if you have anything on the NBA, go ahead. I just – we can acknowledge that it's starting and then probably not talk about it until June if you want. Well, you did have in here um, the the list of awards. And oh, yeah. wanted to I give forgot. some predictions. Did you, did you want to do that? Or did you just want to yeah. say, screw the NBA till June when it's playoff time? All right, yeah, we can go through the awards. Uh, all right, you think it's going to win MVP? I think this is pretty easy. Well, then you start because I – I have two people that I really think could win it this year. It's it's going to be Damian Lillard. You think Dame? Yeah. I don't I know, it's gonna bro. It's going to be Damian Lillard because they're going to they're going to do try and do something nice for him for sticking with Portland, and then they'll, they'll lose in the first round again. So, uh, who, who, who are your two? Because I'm interested. I thought Dame uh, would be one of your two. Who? And if you say 
the one person I don't want you say, I may mute you for five minutes. Uh, well, one of them is Kevin Durant. I think if the Nets come out and are fully healthy, I mean, I I think he's one of the, the two best players in basketball right now. I mean, he's got everything going for him. He has the team around him potentially. With like, how many all stars does their team collectively have? Like thirty or something like that. Close um, to thirty. Close to thirty. Yeah, something like that. If man. you count, I mean, if like, you count, if you count their G League team, yeah, it's close to thirty. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I will say I, I I am interested in seeing Kevin Durant, but it's not for that reason. I think he's always very capable of winning the um, MVP. There's, I mean, there's never going to be a player like him again that's almost seven feet tall, skinny, and shoots the way he does. There really won't be a player like him again, kind of like there will never be a player like uh, LeBron. Uh, but I'm also uh, – I, I feel like this is the first year that we can kind of call Kevin Durant old. Um, he's 33. He will be 33 this year, um, which obviously it's not it, – 33 didn't stop LeBron. I would say LeBron kind of – like last year I look at LeBron was like the first year that you could tell for me, I guess, that he was old, that he was no longer this young guy that could control the league. He was old. He was old. He was a role player. Um, so I, I obviously I don't think Kevin Durant's going to go down to like that, like at 33. Yeah. But it is it is going to be interesting to see how his body holds up, how his game overall holds up. And I, I mean, I'm not going to get into the whole Kyrie Irving thing, but it, he's going to have to do a lot more. It's going to be more like the playoffs with him, how the playoffs were last year, because with no Kyrie, uh, you never know with James Harden. Um, he'll score his points. He's going to take, take his shots, but you never know. Um, so I think it's going to be very interesting to see what Kevin Durant does. Yeah. Um, so I'm going on, on that one end of the spectrum with Kevin Durant, uh, uh, best player on, on one of the better teams in the East. And then I think this could be kind of a dark horse here for a guy, like you said, Dame, where the not the best team, but he's the best player on the team that propels them forward. Um, and if the Grizzlies are a top five seed i think maybe john morant could make a case for it because he is the focal point of that offense now he might not win mvp straight away they might give him something like most improved which i guess we'll we'll go to uh in a bit but i i think that he could have a potentially like a kind of season yeah i mean we saw it so I'm just going to go ahead and take back everything I said in the beginning about the NBA. I was just angry about the Cavs. So the NBA is kind of interesting. I'll just admit <laughs> that. Whatever. Um, uh, yeah, I agree. John Morant, I mean, we saw it last year in the, the playing game versus, uh, uh, versus the Warriors and Steph Curry, um, which is another player I think that we can finally say is getting old. And, um, but I mean, shooting never goes away. So it's, it's going to be, he'll, he'll never really show his Steph Curry will never show his signs of being old really until like, we should have already noticed it two years ago kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, John Moran is good. Uh, if Jaron Jackson can come back this year and make an actual positive impact and play in over, I don't know, I will say over 60%, 70% of the games and then it's healthy for the playoffs. I could very well see them being the sons of last year. Um, they don't have that star player really. Well, they do with John Morant, but it's a little bit different. They don't really have a shooter around him, but uh, no, mm -hmm. the, the Grizzlies can be really good. I like that. Um, I, I also say like, and this is just me. You kind of, I, I kind of turned on him last year. I, I just, I don't like Luke is obviously an incredible player. I just, I, I don't like the way he plays. I don't think, I think Dallas is going to suck again. I, I really do. Um, so I, I just don't want Luca to win the MVP. 
because I do think Dallas is going to suck in. And I think the reason Dallas sucked a lot in the playoffs last year, Kristen Bo- Chris, uh, what a, Kristaps Porzingis obviously didn't play great, but Luka Doncic just refused to pass the ball um, in, at the end of the season last year and in the playoffs. So yeah, I, I well, kind of on Luka. Um, go ahead, sorry. No, I am a very big Luka fan, and I, and I know we disagree kind of on that or whatever. I didn't want to put him as the MVP because everyone's been talking about him being an MVP contention now for pro- probably three seasons. Um, and while I do think that he's a very talented basketball player and, and could potentially win an MVP by the end of his career, I, I'm done trying to just say, like, oh, yeah, he's going to do it. I, I understand I wanted to have a guy like Luka – you know, who's, who is the focal point and really the only guy on his team other than, like, the role players and the secondary option. But Luca, I guess, needs some time to develop, if that makes sense. Like, he is a great basketball player, and he has all the skills, but he has to develop more as a, as a team member. And he, they need to get some pieces around him to make him more relevant because we've seen the, the NBA not give – the most valuable player to the best player just on their team, regardless of their team status, but that team needs to win. Yeah. Um, so on Luca, my thing is like, they did this thing with Luca where he's six, seven, he's usually like a small forward or a big shooting guard. Um, he clearly has all the skills necessary to play point guard. I just don't think that's his best position in the NBA. I, agree. Like, I, I think they need like a guy like who I think would like, uh, would help um, Luca thrive. It was like a guy like Darius Garland that the Cavs have, who's not going to be like, like he'll shoot his open shots, but other than that, he's looking to dish the ball. I just, and maybe we will see that more this year, um, but I just think they need to get Luca off the ball for a lot of it. Like he's obviously great in running the break sometimes, and he, he's a very good passer, but he's also one of the best scorers in the NBA. And to be one of the better scorers, like as a point guard, is tough. Um, mm-hmm. So I yeah I I don't I like I said I don't really like Luca but yeah I, I just he's obviously very good I just think he's at the wrong position yeah and like if this whole thing and this is just kind of a hypothetical <clears throat> if this whole thing with Kyrie goes south getting a guy like Kyrie where he can come in and and make plays move the ball around and give you I would say a true secondary option because I'd argue that that Kristaps Porzingis is not a true secondary option. Uh, it's very hard for <clears> – <throat> You me. know what? He's he's a secondary option on a bad team. So he's more like the third-ish option on a, on a decent to good team. Yeah. Like he would – like on the Cavs, he would be either first or second option. But like what he, for the role that he needs to play to be on a winning team – because he doesn't have like the DeAndre Ayton or the Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic, like uh, so. All right, yeah, go on. But yeah, I agree. Yeah, thank you. My bad. Uh, something went down the wrong pipe. Um. So, but yeah, like I, I just don't think that he's a true secondary option. It's very hard for big men to be the first or second option. That's why Nikola Jokic is is amazing, in my opinion. Um. But if they went out and they got a guy like Kyrie and you had the big three of Luka, Kyrie, and Porzingis in that order, then I could say you'd start to make a case for them to push uh, up the rankings in the West and potentially make a playoff push. And like I said, teams need to to win for their players to win MVP. You know, the most valuable player, in my opinion, last year, and I know this is going to sound biased, 
but it was Julius Randle having his breakout yes. season and, and carrying the Knicks to the four seed. Now that should have been rewarded. Not only did Julius Randle obviously play very well last year, Julius Randle basically brought back the power forward position. Like mm-hmm. it was a fading position. It was all stretch fours and Julius Randle is a stretch four. I mean, don't get me wrong. He is a stretch four. He shoots threes, but he finally brought back the relevance to the in between the wing and the big, because before yeah. that it was, I mean, it, there, there was a time where I thought it, I mean, all your fours were going to be Laurie Markkinen's like, like Laurie Markkinen's like sit around the, around the three point line and shoot. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, Julius Randle definitely brought back the power forward position. Yeah, well, and we were just talking, or at least I was, just talking about how it's it's hard to be the first or second option as a big. And Julius Randle did just that. He carried the Knicks along with some really good team chemistry and some good coaching. But he was the focal point on the Knicks, who everyone thought was going to be another top 10, top four lottery pick. But they ended up being of the fourth seed in the East. And yes, it was very upsetting to watch them wa- lose to the Hawks in the first round. But... <clears throat> You were there. You were a top four seed in the East. You know, Julius Randle should have been at least considered for the MVP. He wasn't even a finalist, I don't think. But, um, like, that is what I value as, as an MVP. And and that, bringing it back to Luka Doncic, I just – I don't think that they can do that unless they win. And he, like you said, he can't be playing the point guard because it will just end up messing up the flow of the game for the team. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. So, um, all right, under the, the next one, and this is defensive this, player of the year. This is where I, this is where I'm gonna get my rocks off. Um, the defensive player of the year needs to be Giannis, and if he's not, every year that he doesn't win the defensive player of the year, it's another knock on him for me because he is a absolute freak, and he should be able. I mean, he could, he could basically guard anyone but like Kyrie Irving as a guard. Um, so if he doesn't win the defensive player of the year every single year from here on out in the rest of his career, his career is a failure, in my opinion. But I think he'll win it this year. Who won it last year? I, I no idea. I think probably Rudy Gobert or here I'll look it up. Hold on. Yeah, because like I I could see the Rudy Gobert's winning it. I could see Draymond coming back and winning it because he's a great defender. Um, Anthony Davis I think has won it in the past. Mm-hmm. So he is a contention. I actually kind of like Bam Adebayo though for the for the defensive player of the year. I, I he's just he's so such a good shot blocker, man. I don't know. I agree it should be Giannis, but like if they keep giving it to Giannis every year, it's the same reason LeBron didn't win MVP every year. They want to get some guys and some other guys in there for the for the awards and get their name out there. So um, I could I could see potentially Bam winning it. I'm not a fan of Bam. Just because he's only – it's very odd that I have this hatred towards small lineups and small players in the NBA because I'm short. Um, I, but I honestly just don't like the fact that Bam Adebayo is only six foot eight. Um Is he only 6'8"? Yeah, he's not the biggest guy. And his rebounding could use a lot of work. But I, I do see where you're going there defensive, and he's very good. Giannis did win it last year. Um Okay. So I am I like mean, fair enough. He deserved it. I mean, he's a great defender. <laughs> he, he better be. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Uh, switch to two here. We'll go coach of the year. Um, I'm pretty sure more, or I his name isn't Maurice Cheeks. That tree, that's the old Timberwolves coach. Um, the dude from the Suns won it last year. I'm pretty sure. Um, uh, who you got this year? Like I said, I, I think, 
if the Nets go in and are this super team, I think Steve Nash could potentially win it. Um, where did where did Nate McMillan end up? Because I know he was the old Pacers coach, and I know he landed somewhere. Hold on. You were thinking of Monty oh, Williams. He's the head coach of the yeah, Monty Williams. Uh, but no, he didn't win it either though. Uh, Nick Nurse won it last year, the Bucks coach. Really? Um, oh, okay. McMillan's Mc, 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 the uh, uh, he's the Hawks coach. He's the Hawks coach. You know, I honest, I'm gonna change my answer. I could see McMillan coming in and winning it if the Hawks are legit this year. I'm gonna go with Nate McMillan. Okay. Um. So and then. All right, I lied. It wasn't Nick Nurse. It was Tom Thibodeau was the coach of the year last year. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. All right, this is why. Um, let me see who the defensive player of the year was. I was searching 2020, but I guess they called them all 2021s. Um, yeah, I was going to say, up. Nick Nurse was the Raptors coach when they won it in 2019. Yes, okay, yeah. Okay, so Rudy Gobert did, did win it last year, defensive okay. player of the year. And then, um, like I said – As he uh, should have. He, he – Defended all NBA players from playing for like three months when he got COVID. Yeah, it's true. Very true. <laughs> uh, go buy a go go buy a shirt from Flurry. Which one is that shirt with Rudy Gobert? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Oh, super spreader. Go buy a super spreader shirt. <laughs> I didn't even know there was one of those. <laughs> uh, I just made a joke. Uh, so, coach of the year. Um, I, this is always a surprise, I think. Um, uh, I think there's a lot of options. I think um, uh, I think uh, the new Celtics coach, Ime Udoka, could win it. Um, mm-hmm. um, uh, I do think Charles T. Billups could win it as well. I think there's some newcomers uh, this year that could win it because they're obviously coming on to decent teams already. Yep. Um, I could also see Boston be very disappointing, but I'm also kind of just hoping for that and wishing for it. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I think coach of the year is just – it's whoever – whichever one of the younger coaches uh, – or maybe it's like maybe maybe Pop has like Greg Popovich has like a insane like fifth like a five hundred percent win like a winning percentage this year even though the Spurs suck then it'll be someone like that so I don't know whatever uh, rookie of the year um, I have a hard time uh, believing this isn't going to Jalen Green I don't know how it doesn't go to Jalen Green uh, I think Kate Cunningham really? clearly the better player. Um, but Jalen Green is playing on a team in Houston that has absolutely no, no like nucleus, no core, no nothing. So he's going to be able to. Sh- he's going to be asked to score a lot. Um, so I think he wins it. I unless he is a massive disappointment and literally shoots like thirty percent, I just don't see how he doesn't win it. I mean, who? What's the nucleus in Detroit then? Uh, Isaiah Stewart, um, Killian Hayes. Uh, they have a bunch of like a new. They have a bunch of young guys that they've been drafting over the years. I, but Cade Cunningham also has to play the role of a distributor. Jalen Green's not going to have to do that. Yeah, what's that? There's Kevin Porter Jr. on the Rockets as well. But what's the other young guy that they have? Um. Uh, uh, I'll look it up. 
Uh, I got it. I'm looking oh. it up. It's uh, Christian something. Oh, it's Christian oh, Wood. It's Christian no, I, Wood. I knew they had Christian Wood. I was thinking there's another like guardish or maybe small forward they have. Hold on. Uh, uh, they have J. They have John Wall. No, he's gonna get traded. <laughs> um, uh, they they have Eric Gordon. Uh, Jay Sean Tate from last year. He, he was yeah, him, 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 him. Yeah, he's Jay like Sean a six Tate. four forward. Yeah, he's like a six four forward. It's very odd. But yeah, he I had a good it, year. It's gonna Go be ahead. a really, really solid lineup when they get um, Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., Christian Wood, and Jay Sean Tate in. It's gonna be an it's gonna be a nice team. Uh, once again, though, I still say, like I said before, uh, Jalen Green's going to have a lot of opportunities to shoot, so he will win the award. Um, the two finalists. Did we do six man and most improved? Uh, most improved is going to – I didn't put him on here, but you can. Um, most improved is probably going to go to – I don't know. You have anybody? Um, I have one, and he is my favorite player in the NBA right now. I'm going to be buying a jersey very soon. Oh, Shy Gregis Alexander is my guy. He's going to win most improved, and he's going to bring the Thunder back to relevancy. I don't know how <laughs> he's going to win most improved. I mean, he's like been – it's like his third year in the league. He's kind of a perennial all-star – all right, He's going to win most improved. Okay. All right. Well, then, uh, okay. Mark yeah, my words. Um, I'll go with Kevin Porter Jr. He'll win uh, most improved. Uh, and then what was the other one? Six man. I I don't know how they do the six man anymore because teams move around their starting lineups so much. So I, I don't even know. I'll just go with the answer that I will go with every year since I've heard this award. I'll just go with Lou Williams. Lou Williams. Always thinking, a solid six man. Always. I was thinking D Rose could win it again, right? Because he's coming off the bench as a as the scoring guard off the bench for the Knicks. Yeah. But they could also give it to Lou Williams Light, who Jordan Clarkson has turned into in Utah. I like Jordan Clarkson. Well, I do like Lord Jordan Clarkson in Utah a lot. I hate the fact that he played for the Cavs and he was horrible for the yeah. Cavs. <laughs> like legitimately it, watching Jay Crowder in the finals last year and like making threes was just like, this isn't real life to me because he played for the Cavs for half a season. And I, I, he couldn't shoot. I don't think he scored more than five points in a game. So that was just great watching him. And then it's been also just thrilling watching um, Jordan Clarkson just, crush it and then yeah all right we need to get out of the nba soon i'm gonna start just complaining about the calves <laughs> fair enough um, um so two finalists and the champion uh i i'm gonna go with memphis out west um i'll go with the nets on in the east i think they i i don't know why like if you're the nets like it's clearly doesn't seem like Kyrie is gonna like I don't think you're going to change his mind. Maybe he comes back like halfway through the season. I don't know. I don't know why they they don't want to pull the trigger on the 
Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons trade. Ben Simmons would be a perfect fit in Brooklyn. All he has to do is pass to the two guys that shoot probably the most in the NBA. I mean, yeah, I agree it would be a good fit for the Nets to do that. But I don't think Philadelphia would want the arguably even bigger headache of Kyrie Irving. I, 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 well, the only reason I say that part of it is too because I think in other cities, oh, great breaking news, everybody! Great breaking news for tomorrow. Tomorrow, the Browns play tomorrow in a short week, which uh, we'll get to them who already played on uh, Sunday. But uh, Baker is out. Case Keenum is starting. Yeah, it's going to be a great W um, over the Broncos. <laughs> but. Whatever. Uh, the two. Far, oh, so yeah, I like the Grizzlies out west. I think they just put it together. I think Jared Jaren Jackson is going to have a good year soon. And if he doesn't, I'm going to have to stop liking him because I've given him a lot of time. Um, and then the East. Yeah, like I said the Nets. I think it's the Nets. I think it's the Nets. Yeah, I, I'm also going with the Nets in the East. And then for the West, though, I'm very like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong because I really don't follow. Too, too much. I only know what I know from 2K. Um, but I'm very, very scared that the Warriors could make a resurgence this year because Curry is going to come back fully healthy. Clay is hypothetically supposed to come back healthy. I really like Andrew Wiggins, but I think they'll trade him for a solid piece. Um, James Wiseman could come into his own, even though he doesn't really fit the Warriors system. Um, I'm I'm just very scared that the Warriors could make a resurgence and, and make the finals. It's going to be very odd for me because other than obviously my two point guards that I really like, my favorite player in the league might be Moses Moody, and he right. plays for the Warriors. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think Moses Moody is going to come out. Uh, when I I don't know why I didn't mention him for Rookie of the Year. He could have a case for Rookie of the Year because he's a very good shooter, a very good scorer. That's basically what the Warriors need to do. Like we said, the NBA did start last night, uh, and the Warriors actually beat the Lakers last night. So um, I think it's very possible the Warriors make a run. Um, can I change my answer for Rookie of the Year? Because I completely forgot about it until just this moment. If you pick Scotty Barnes, and no. <laughs> no, I'm picking the cum bucket. <laughs> oh, the cum bucket? Okay, cool. Yeah. I like the cum bucket. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, I'm still mad. Well, we'll see how Evan Mobley does tonight. But um, uh, seriously, just uh, – actually, I doubt it's on – I highly doubt it's on national TV, so never mind. Well, if it is, just turn on the TV for like 30 seconds when Evan Mobley's on the court. He looks like a, like a twig. It's it's like I, I every time he tries to like back down on the post, I'm like, the dude's just going to push him in the back and his whole spine is just going to crackle over. Whatever. Um, hey man, maybe he's the resurgence of Akeem Olajuwon, bringing back the skinny and small big man. Uh, whatever. Uh, the NBA champion. Um, <laughs> I'll go Memphis. You know, I'll just really get one shot at this. I'll go Memphis. I'll go Memphis this year. I'm not going to pick the Knicks like everybody else or the Lakers. So I'll go you Memphis. Mean the Nets because the Knicks, no one's picking the Knicks. <laughs> Everyone's. Oh yeah, no, I, I meant the Nets. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. That's why I said Noah's picking the Knicks. Even I wouldn't pick the Knicks. Um, I'm gonna go with in, in my Warriors v Nets. I'm gonna have to go with the Nets just because I don't want to have to pick the Warriors. Yeah, that's gross. It's very oh. gross. I'm just very right. scared that they're actually gonna be good. They are. I'm telling you right now, they are. Um, uh, Major League Baseball, and yeah, once. 
Yeah, and I just it, – and it's almost to the point where I kind of just feel bad for baseball because there's nothing they can do about this. But their postseason falls in line with the beginning of NFL football and college football. Like, yes, that's not their fault. I get that. But, B, like, I'm not tur- – unless my team's in the playoffs, I'm not turning to watch a baseball game over a football game in <laughs> October. I'm just not. Oh, Salvatore. <laughs> Why the Grizzlies? <laughs> uh, like I said, I think Jaron Jackson is going to have a good year. Um, did you click that up? You must have. Um, I, I did. I think I think John Morant will eventually have uh, – not John Morant. I think Jaron Jackson is bound to come through this year. He's a good two-way player, um, or he should be. Uh, he needs to work on his rebounding because I think his best role is a center eventually. Um, but he really needs to work on his rebounding. Um John Morant's obviously crazy good. Uh, he came into the league with uh, his only real question mark was his shooting. Uh, towards the end of the year last year, he showed he could really actually shoot fairly well. Um, and they're just they're they're young they're a young team, and I I, I almost liken it to the Suns last year. These young look well, at the Suns minus Chris Paul. Um, they, they they were a young team who really hadn't been anywhere last year, and so they had the legs and like the the drive to get like get through the playoffs and things like that. I think I think you could I think we could see another Suns like run from the Grizzlies this year. Um, just because and also just because John Morant can do things that a lot of the NBA like no one in the NBA can do. Um, so uh, I like the Grizzlies. I mean, it's not the best pick. Um, but I don't want to be a nerd like Tom and pick the Nets. So, I mean, um, you know, hey, you, you know what? The Nets man? from the East, though. So you yeah, you just really take pay. your mind. You take you take your minus a thousand bet when whatever a dollar off. Betting. I'm not betting on the NBA. Like, screw that. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet on the NBA. Um, I have no problems with it. Um, well, thank you, Sal. That's why, though. Um, I do. I really don't think that they probably will make the finals, but I do think that. I think you're going to see every year a team like that, a team like them or the Suns that will make a run in, in um, the playoffs just because they have the, they have the legs. And I don't know if you heard LeBron, he said it's not going to help curtail injuries. So, and LeBron knows everything. Um, anything else on baseball other than, like I said, at this point, I kind of feel bad for them. I mean, I could break down what we got left. I mean, I'm personally rooting for whoever comes out of the NL so long as it's the Braves, like <laughs> you can't I mean, root for the Dodgers. That's what I'm. That that's that's the yeah. I'm not rooting for the Astros. I'm not rooting for the Red Sox, and I'm not rooting for the Dodgers. So the Braves are now my champion, um, and I know that sucks because I'm literally wearing a Mets hat, but like whatever. Um, but yeah, I the Astros Red Sox series is tied two two. Um, I really could not care less about either of these two teams. Um, cause frankly, they both suck. And then with the Braves Dodgers, I mean, the Braves had two walk-offs back-to-back nights. Um, no, the, Braves, the, Dodgers- the Braves are exciting. Um, uh, and, and the only thing that really sucks with the Braves is they could be probably walking through this playoffs with Ronald Acuna Jr. You know, which sucks. Uh, like, I, like Ronald Acuna Jr. is one of those names that I like that I think with the guys like, uh, not Manny Machado, um, Fernando Tatis, one of those young guys that you can actually build a young audience with. Um, so it stinks that he's not in the playoffs. But they also have um, 
Ozzy Albies at second. Uh, they have uh, I can't think of their first baseman. Um, Freddie uh, Freeman. But the interesting thing about the Braves to me is they're getting through these playoffs with not the best rotation, like one of the best rotations in baseball. It's always been that way, like since I remember um, back to the when the Indians went to the World Series. The only reason the Indians went to the World Series was because they had an incredible starting uh, four man rotation and then an incredible bullpen. Like we've seen in the past, the pitching wins out. Um, so yeah, um, but I, yeah. I, like I said, the the Braves are exciting. I, I agree, and I, I, I never thought I'd say this. I, I I would like the Red Sox to come out of the East. I, I can't do Houston again. I can't. I, I just can't. I can't do it again. The, mm-hmm. they, they're the they're the luckiest team. They, they might be the luckiest team in the history of all sports, just because that second season. I mean, they should have had torn ACLs and cuts across their face from people throwing at them for cheating. Um, so they got through with that. I just can't do Houston right. anymore. I can't. They well, suck. It, they're terrible. They annoy me. I don't – Alex Bregman, like, go away, bro. Like, just – I hate the I hate the Astros. Yeah, and, like, you already know if they do go to the World Series, right – then you're going to get all the all the people coming back out of the way where like, oh, see, they didn't need to cheat. They still would have just kicked their ass and all this stuff. And like, ugh. you know, like I just they, they'll turn into cowboy fans. They'll turn into Patriot fans. They'll turn into there's know, a fans. there's a sect of them out there. There's a fairly large sect. I mean, Bill from Beck Sports is one, too, for whatever reason. I don't know. Maybe he's from Houston. That way I, get I think pass, he is. Yeah, I guess so. But I, so I'll give him a pass for that. But I mean, no, like the, I, I just don't understand how you can be a fan of that team when uh, it, not only the, and I'm not going to get drawn back into this because it, 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 I, we could do, do a whole episode on this, but how vehemently they denied these things and they're still denying them to this day. Basically. I don't know if you saw earlier, Dusty Baker, uh, someone, one of the pitchers for the, um, I think the Red Sox had said something about like um, tipping pitches and Dusty Baker was like, well, I don't know about us, but it looked like they were doing it. It's like, dude, you guys are the biggest cheaters in the history of sports other than the Black Sox. Like you are the biggest cheaters in the history of sports other than the Black Sox. Take your lumps, go, just go away. I, I, I guess you have to ask this. Would the rest of America be happy if we just bombed Houston off the face of the earth, <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. I, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. No one cares about the Texans and the Astros other than people in Houston. Everyone hates the Astros. And then the Rockets, I mean, let's save Jalen green. Let's say, let's get him out of there. And other Kevin than that, Porter the, Rockets Jr. the Rockets, well, Kevin Porter jr. Has got issues. So he'll probably just, uh, who knows, but he may, he might be the one we put the bomb on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, I, I don't know how much of the, in the sporting world there, I don't think there, I think you would have very people be like, I mean, with this, with this outcome today, we lost a lot of lives, but we gained a lot of respect from the sports world. So I'm all for, to, I'm, I'm all for nuclear attack on Houston. <laughs> All right. What about the um, Houston Stars, though? Hockey. <laughs> it's the only. It's like one of the only hockey teams that I know. <laughs> the Houston Stars? No, they're not the Houston Stars. Yeah, they are. 
The Dallas. No, they're Dallas Stars. See, that's how much I know about hockey. I know the Devils and the Rangers and the Sabres, and that's it. Oh, and the Seattle Kraken because they're new, and the Golden Knights. All right, all right. Yeah. Uh, college hoops. Uh, Gonzaga, unanimous number one. Uh, this is, I'll go quickly on this. Uh, I'm excited for the college basketball season. I didn't think I would be going into it. Um, this is going to be one of the weirdest years ever because you're going to have a team like UCLA that has everyone back from a Final Four team last year, yeah. uh, including your boy Johnny Juzang. Um, they're yes. going to have – like they have obviously experience, but then you're going to look at a team like uh, Memphis – who has Amani Bates and Jalen Duran, who were both the first and sec- second best players in the class above this. Um, so it's going to be very interesting. Um, I think it, you'll see the same thing at Duke. I think, I, I mean, damn, Purdue. honestly, like I, I'm asking this of whatever is there, if there's a higher being out there, I'm asking this, like I will take UNC sucking for the next two years. Like I will live with it. As long as you make Duke just as bad, so Coach K goes out on like a terrible, terrible tour. Um, I'm also very excited for that. Um, I, I like. I, I think he thinks he's going to be respected um, when he goes to these like stadiums. Is like his last time, maybe. Um, I, I don't think he has a real view on the real world because I think the students, all the students at those games, are going to absolutely destroy him and mock him, and make him less of a man. And I cannot wait for that. Um, uh, soccer, uh, Manchester United suck. Um, there's a game on today. They'll probably lose. Um, they finally got Marcus Rashford back. He's incredible. Um, but the defense is really bad. So that's all I have for soccer. Big game today. Don't bet on United. They'll probably lose. Um, this is the first time I'm looking at, at the college rankings. I'm sorry. I'm backtracking, but like, why is Illinois 11? They lost like their all of their stars, I thought. No, like, like the big the big guys back. Oh, that's why. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, no, they lost uh Dasunamu, uh the the point yeah, guard. Yeah, the point guard. Yeah, but I no, thought all uh, of them just went. No, he was going to transfer. That kid was going to transfer, but they got him to stay at Illinois. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And then like why why is Purdue up at 7? Like, because they're always good. That's fair. They are always good. Houston fell. Did they lose um, that point guard, Jarreau? Did they lose him? I don't know about Jarreau. Uh, they lost one of their guards to the NBA. I know Jarreau was like the guy there who was like playing through injuries to be out there with them during the tourney. But they they're fifteen. Uh, you know, he, yeah, uh, yeah, no. Dejan Giroux uh, plays for the Pacers. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, he doesn't play for him. He has a two way contract, so he plays in the G League. Yeah. Saint um, Bonaventure cracking top twenty five. Yep, they're supposed to be back. Um, you can keep looking at that and mentioning those teams. It doesn't matter. North Carolina is going to win it all. Um, so right. keep keep dreaming. Um, <laughs> Uh, we already won Butler, our hockey. Butler's going to be good. They're going to make a push. I hope so. Every time they're good, they go to the national championship and lose. So, I mean, that's – if in terms of our show, that's great. We get, like, happy you and then just suicidal you when they lose. That's true. So, yeah, I mean, it's a win-win. Um, all right, college football, Iowa, Iowa. Um, 
Nothing really <laughs> safe like this. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Iowa, uh, Iowa. Wow. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I think I think everyone else is kind of happy for this. Uh, I, I mean, now we don't have to pretend like Iowa's a good team. Uh, they never really were. So, I mean, wow. it just kind of shows you're a bad team when you have to like a pick six a game just to win. Um, this was the first home loss of a number two team since 2014. And that number two team that lost back in 2014, I believe, was Iowa. State. No, um, I think at, at home, at home. At home, gotcha. a home loss for number two last time was Iowa, and it happened again. Yikes. No, were they, I think they were uh, – they might have been at home. I don't know. I can't remember this past weekend. Um, after this weekend, I think, at college football – I mean, we'll talk more about a little bit more about college football on Friday. Um, mm-hmm. We are going to – this is setting up for one of the all-time – we're talking like BCS era debates on who the four teams should be. Um, Cincinnati, because I'll tell you one thing, Cincinnati is going to keep winning and they are going to keep looking impressive because they know that's what they have to do. Um, so I, I think I, they're, they're good. Uh, but so th- they're going to spark a great debate because it's very likely then that you have a Oklahoma or Oregon comes in with one loss. Ohio state comes in with one loss. I think, I still think Oklahoma is probably going to lose a game at some point. So it's just going to be a very heated debate. Um, whatever happens, I hope Cincinnati gets in, but I don't think they will. Um, but that could also be a good thing because there's going to be a huge backlash from that, and that could force the NCAA to get to this 12-team playoff sooner rather than later. So I'm, I'm looking at it now, right? I, th- I don't think Alabama will lose the rest of the year. I just don't – I don't think that Saban is going to allow it, you know? They shouldn't. Yeah, so let – you, you, I agree. I think Oklahoma is probably going to lose at some point. Ohio State is currently five. Michigan's currently six. They have to play each other once, so take one of them out of contention. Probably Michigan because Harbaugh sucks, right? You're more than likely at the end of the season, you're going to have probably only well, – you'll have two in the top ten, but you'll only have one of them in the top five. Because they all play each other in these next three weeks: Michigan State, Michigan, um, Iowa Penn State, and not Iowa, Ohio State, and Penn State. They they all go through the they all go through the gauntlet in the next couple yeah. of weeks. Right. So you're only going to have one of these Big Ten schools. It's probably going to be Ohio State when it's all said and done. But like you take out the other two, I mean that jumps Oklahoma State and Michigan State up. Does Michigan State play a tough schedule the rest of the year out of the Big Ten? Uh, I mean, they, they um, I mean, they play Michigan. Oh, they, they catch State. Ohio State and Purdue. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You're you're literally going like my my point is like maybe Oklahoma State moves up. I'm probably not saying they're going to make top four, but like you have so many Big Ten schools hovering around the top ten right now that some of them are going to have to fall, if not all yeah. of them. I mean, yeah, we're we're expecting. We're expecting Ohio State to win out all these games. What if they don't? What if everyone gets a loss, or you know, a team gets two losses and then everyone gets another loss? You know what so, I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. This is my what I think will happen in my head. I think you're going to come down to the season. I think 
at this point, I, I, I think it's, it's favorable to assume that Alabama and Georgia are both getting in. Right. Um, even though I think is that even though the, it, the, the longer the season goes, I, I think that gets less and less likely because I do think Georgia is just by far and away the best team. So yeah. they could have they to could play be, in the SHC championship. Game. Yeah. But then they give Alabama then, two losses. Yeah. Well, but so, but I think a lot of people think, and I, I think they could be right as well, is that Alabama will beat Georgia. Um, so then also you got to think about it that like, obviously then who gets the one, because they won't put it as a one, four matchup. They'll put it as, they'll put it as a one. And then the other guys probably three or two. two. Three. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that, but I do think we're going to come down to a scenario where, or I think it's very likely we can come down to a scenario where Oklahoma has two losses Cincinnati has zero losses. Um, Oregon has one loss and Ohio State has one loss. And so you're going to look who's getting in. I think then the committee then does the smart, but not, it's not going to make people happy decision. They will include Oregon and Ohio State over Cincinnati just because they can't, because Ohio State will be the better team um, even now, especially because Oregon lost their running back for Dell. Um, but they won't be able to they won't be able to put Ohio State in the playoff over Oregon considering Oregon beat them. So that's right. why I would think they would take the two um them and just skip out on Cincinnati, like which I said would be eventually I think be good in the long haul because um that mean I think we get to the twelve team playoff quicker that way. Well, so but the the other point that I was looking at is like I, I, I agree. I think Georgia and Alabama are, are are more or less locks to make the top four. Because they they just they're the best teams in the country. Cincinnati, I think, also uh, if they, uh, presuming they win out, I think that they're set with a spot as well. Just the fact that they're number two right now and everything, right? That fourth spot hypothetically should be going to Oklahoma. You and I both agree that they lose, right? Eventually, mm-hmm. they play number eight Oklahoma State the last week of the season. If Oklahoma yeah, no. State goes out, they beat Iowa State, Kansas, West Virginia, TCU, and Texas Tech. They're still undefeated Oklahoma when they State. go and play Oklahoma. And Oklahoma loses to Oklahoma State. Do you give them the four spot? With two losses? No, no, no. I'm saying Oklahoma loses and Oklahoma State's undefeated and then beats Oklahoma the last week of the oh, season. Oh, yeah, no. If, if Oklahoma State keeps up their pace, like what they're playing, they're 100% in. They are they are good. They're a good team. Um, yes. It's just very weird that they're good because their defense is kind of winning them games instead of their offense. It's very weird. But, no, I think – and we are setting – so Bedlam, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State versus Oklahoma – Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> bedlam. Bedlam. I'll just call it Bedlam. It's always crazy. And so you're thinking this year it's not going to be as crazy because they're defensive. No. We are setting up for one of the all-time – it could be the greatest Bedlam of all time um, with this possibly could end up being Oklahoma's last game in the Big 12 if they rush through this thing, which has been basically a 50-50 chance that they rough – rush this in so that Oklahoma's then in the SEC and Texas in the SEC next year. So you could look at, be looking at a basically a play-in game. Or, no, I because I, I do think Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, they're going to play in Bedlam, but then I think they're also going to rematch in the Big 12 championship game. Um, but either way, we're, we're looking at like the possibly Oklahoma's last uh, Big 12 regular season game ever 
um, and two good teams. And uh, I think we could we could be setting up for a, a really, really awesome um, Bedlam here at the end of the season. Um, yeah. Um, all right. Anything else? They really yeah, that- do. They really do need to ex- expand this playoff, man. I mean, four teams have just sucked for so long because I want to see a bunch of these teams play each other. You know? Yeah, uh, absolutely, absolutely. I just, yeah, it, it, I think this is gonna. I think this year is gonna be an interesting year. And I think it'll have a lot to. Um, they need to expand to twelve teams for next year. Um, <laughs> also, in college football, we kind of talked about it on Sunday the fans throwing at Tennessee. I still don't really have anything to say about that. I can't. I don't really. I blame them. That was stupid. You obviously can't do that. But at the same time, there were certain calls earlier in the game. I, I mean, this is – I hate to say this, and obviously, like, I – well, I was just – knew the Browns were losing this week anyway, so I did, wasn't on the refs. But I was kept doing this about the refs last week when they played the Chargers. I don't understand how the – like, in, like I, I really want to talk to someone about this and figure out what the reasoning behind it is. I would like to know why these refs don't get punished. Like, I just, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. It makes, it, it makes no sense. You basically view them as untouchables. So I, and I, and, and so like, I, that's just the like, things like that, that happen at Tennessee. They're going to keep happening. If you keep putting these refs in positions to make these idiotic calls that they know they shouldn't be making. Um, but whatever, I'm not going to go into the refs. Um and then uh, I think Matt Corral is awesome for Ole Miss. I want him on the Browns pretty soon, so hopefully we get him. Um, is so good, though. What? He is so good. I do like Matt Corral. I love Matt Corral. I know. I'm not going right. to go as far to say what you say, but I agree. He's so good. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, since – Yes. So, Tom, uh, Tom uh, trivia question this week: Name one quarterback who didn't throw an interception. Zach Wilson, because he was on bye week. Yes. Yeah. Happy. I thought you were going to come back and actually think about it. I was like, nope, Zach Wilson. Busy. So there was no interception. No, nothing to talk about from Zach Wilson. Uh, Jets were off this week. Um, which actually, obviously it sucked over the weekend, but I feel like it's gotta be awesome now knowing that you have like four straight months of just football every week. So at the same time, it kind of sucks because now there's no break in between when they get tired in the middle of the season. Well, that'll, that'll happen for the Browns. I'm sure just a wonderful time. Um, so like I said, uh, we will go just straight into, uh, the Browns Cardinals game. (sighs) All right. I just, I'll start, um, Kyler is awesome. He's very, very good. It, 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 it is crazy to me. I've been thinking about it the past couple of days that he really is probably under 5'10". And he's like, you never saw that we would like, people are complaining about Baker Mayfield tight at 6'1". Um, it's been amazing to see what he can do and what like an offense that's built around him can do. Um, so he's awesome. That team is awesome. Uh, they're good. Um, and then for the Browns, I, I don't know what else to say other than Baker just isn't the guy right now. I don't know if he ever will be. He might be. Um, he's just not. Like, I know the whole conversation over the summer was, well, would you trade Baker in picks for Aaron Rodgers? I think I would do that in a heartbeat right now. Um, because, 
Because supposedly, I mean, this was, and, and this is so poor on my part for not seeing how this would play out because this was the only way it was ever going to play out. They finally have everyone coming together for this one year where everyone's going to be good. Like we have, everyone is healthy like that. They get crushed by injuries. Now Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb are out. Um, Baker's not starting tomorrow and Thursday night, which is after a shellacking on Sunday, it's just great to go into the short week versus the uh, um, Broncos. Broncos on Thursday. So that, that that's awesome. Uh, but Baker's is not the guy right now. And uh, I, I, I know I read off that breaking news with the Browns. I was very surprised to hear that um, just because at this point, Baker needs to start worrying about himself and his own money because. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Gonna because he, he can't, if he doesn't play again this season, he's definitely not getting an extension over the summer. And even if he does play this season, he's still going to have to look pretty good to get that extension. And right now, if you ask me, I'm not giving him that extension. I'm just not. Uh, I, I The team around them is too good for him to be the one holding, back, holding them back. And granted, maybe it is his labor. I'm sure there is problems with that. Then go get it fixed, man, or like do whatever. But just know that, like, I mean, I think the Browns need to draft a quarterback this year in the first, second, or third round that can come in and compete with him or bring someone else in. I don't know. But they, I mean, if you look at the pieces around, uh, like, around a quarterback, a good quarterback here, like, I mean, two of the best running backs in the NFL, two of the better wide receivers, uh, a great defense, supposedly, but. And he just hasn't been able to do it. He just can't win with it right now. So I'm not out on Baker. Um, but I'm also saying, like, there's a clear, like, he needs to prove something. Because to me right now, there's no way, like, after the the extension Dak just signed and, like, uh, Josh Allen just signed, like, nowhere, Baker Mayfield doesn't belong even in the same conversation of those quarterbacks right now. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I was I was gonna bring up the fact that this is essentially a contract year for him because did they did they already have to decide on his fifth year option, or is no, that no. next year? Uh, well, no, I do I do think they decided they are gonna I believe like they are doing it, but um, I mean like yeah, they were talking about they were talking about him and his agent. They were talking with the Browns going back and forth about a new contract for the season. Yeah, and then the season know, and they yeah. stopped. Yeah, yeah, I, I knew all that. I just wasn't sure if they picked up the fifth year or not because uh, I know like Josh Allen, they declined his fifth year option and then gave him the big contract because they wanted to like work together or whatever. But um, I was worried. I, I was curious with Baker because that gives them another year of Baker at the at the cheap salary. So uh, I I think that Baker should honestly take as much time he, as he needs and like go get that surgery to repair the labrum. You know, it, it's very apparent to me, at least, that the Browns are not quite ready. They need one more year to kind of get everything settled, get everyone healthy, and, and get the team chemistry up because they made a lot of moves and they had a lot of turnover, especially on the defense where they brought in a bunch of rookies and they brought in uh, uh, Hill and and John Johnson. You know, you need Who's, a year. Go ahead. Well, I'm just saying you need a year to, to get everyone to start playing together and meshing well. And I know you could say that every year because there's always going to be some sort of turnover, uh, whether it's just rookies coming into the equation, losing a vet or two here or there. But 
that the majority of this team and the bulk of this team needs a year to kind of mesh together and figure what, out what's going on and how they're going to get about it. Um, I also think it's very, very tough for the Browns being in the division that they're in, um, having the Ravens looking so dominant again, uh, even though we all don't want them to. Uh, the the Bengals starting to come into their own, and somehow the Steelers are still hanging around. You know, it's a very difficult division to be in, this, and especially when you're losing, you know, three of your most important players to injury all within the same week and a half of of Chubb, Hunt, and Baker. So I think this yeah. is just a year that you gotta you gotta sit back, let everyone get healed up, and and say next year's our year. Yeah, um, I hear what you're saying with that. It's just that this was really the only year it could have worked because this was the one year that there was like, we didn't have to worry about contracts like going on during the season. We like, we had everyone locked in for either a year or like, like just one year, like Clowney's only here for a year. Um, so things like that, like it just came at the wrong time um, because everything was opening up this way. This would have been it, like, this was honestly supposed to be Baker's contract here. You're right. And it was supposed to probably be his best year ever because he was surrounded by the best team by far that he's had in Cleveland. So, right. And like he lost Landry early on, too. I completely forgot about Jarvis Landry for a second year, but that's Baker's. I don't care what people say. That's Baker's favorite target right there, you know? So it's just, it's yeah. tough, though. To, I, I get what you're saying. I hear what you're saying of, of not dealing with contracts and everything, but like you could bring Clowney back on a one year deal, two year deal. You know, if you really wanted, you could give Baker a one year deal. But that's – you're not realizing that, like, when I say guys need contracts, I'm also talking about guys like Wyatt Teller. The right guard needs a contract. Yep. So if if right if, if I have to choose between Wyatt Teller and um, Jadavian Clowney, like, I'm clearly choosing Wyatt Teller. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just – and I hear what you're saying. I, it just it, – it, it was supposed to be this year. And I, don't, I honestly don't know how I didn't know this going in it. It was all set up way too much to fail. I mean, the Browns haven't had an easy part of the schedule. I mean, their last three games have been against – or not not their last three. Well, their last two games have been against the Cardinals and the Chargers, who other than somehow I guess the Chargers decided to come back to earth this week. We'll get to that. Um, but who are both going to be probably playoff teams. And they played the G- – well, and here's why I say what, what, what should have alerted maybe be able to the Browns earlier on was that they weren't able to beat the Chiefs in week one. We're seeing now that the Chiefs are not like they were last year. Like, there's clearly issues, and I have some things to say about the uh, the Chiefs. Yeah, um, but the Browns couldn't manage to beat the Chiefs at their worst in the last three years. So I think that was a, a telling sign, and I, like I, I'm not giving up on them. I just – I, I'm almost at the point where, like, if we lose tomorrow and then if we, like, lose again the next week, I'm almost just like, all right, let's just tank it for a pick. I like whatever. Like, I, I mean, you can't hurt you can't hurt somebody that's already broken. So um, I've already – Oh, fun, I know. Honestly, <laughs> I, I've, I've honestly just latched on to the Cardinals and Kyler Murray. So – I, yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Um, oh, I, uh, also, I know another that. guy that needs to – obviously, this is – obviously, last year went great for him, and it, it, he was a big reason why they made the playoffs last year. But Kevin Stavansky's play calling in these last two games has been very, very bad. Very, very bad. Um, like, I have absolutely no idea why – like the play – like 
we knew Nick Chubb was out on Sunday, but we like we even said in our fantasy show we were like, yeah, but so but they're still going to run the ball and Kareem Hunt is going to get his yards. They came out in five wide, like their first two possessions. So I, I just don't know why that was it. Like Kareem Hunt's a more than capable running back by himself. I guess he was injured going into it, and then obviously got injured afterwards. Um, but whatever. And then defensive side of the ball, like Joe needs Joe Woods needs to answer a lot of questions. Like I don't know what's going on. Uh, and then injuries have killed uh, killed the Browns. I mean, both the tackles were out. They're going to be out Thursday. Uh, uh, Jeremiah Usukoromo is on the IR. Um, they just put someone else back on the IR as well. Um, this, the the biggest signing, John Johnson, um, not only is not like good, he's actually looked bad, like actually bad this year. So that's just not working out. And uh, everything that was supposed to, you know, be good, it, it isn't. So um, unless you got anything else, I need to switch on to something that will make me happy. Yeah, we're at the hour 10 mark, and we've gone through one game. So I think we should move on. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll do the game. We'll do the rest of the games pretty quickly. Um, yeah. Unless unless there's something really to say about it, we, yeah, because we're almost at the point in the NFL season where whatever. I also think maybe next week um, or probably the week after that, um, our show will probably be we'll do a quick recap of the NFL, but then we'll kind of do our midseason awards, midseason kind of thing like that, kind of break it down like that. that. So, um, but yeah, we'll get through these pretty quickly because there wasn't a lot of uh, you know no name things or, or not no name things, but like I like outstanding things. So we'll just get through them quickly. But more of the point that I would like to make uh, before we get into the games really is I'm at the point where I legitimately feel bad for Patrick Mahomes. <sighs> I like, don't even don't even like, get me started. I was I'm so I'm still so mad about that. I and, and people are gonna think I'm joking and like I'm not serious. I honestly think that every time Mahomes throws an interception. In the back of his head, one of the first three things that pops up is, what the hell is Brittany going to say? What the hell is my mom going to say? What is my idiot brother going to do? Like, I, I honestly think that's what he thinks of. Mm-mm. No, I, mm. I, I don't even know how to put into words how, like, infuriated I am with Jackson Mahomes. He can – and, like, I won't ever really do this – like – he can honestly go fuck off for all I care. And I, I don't really drop the F-bomb a, a lot on here. No, you don't. I, I'm the more, yeah. But I'm, like, I'm the sailor. But, like, Jackson Mahomes can honestly go fuck off. Like, I am so mad and so infuriated about that whole thing. I'm not I'm not going to get started because I will be will be here for another hour ten. Um, but, yeah. Um, it just I, – I just – like at some point you got to reach a point with your family where you're like, or especially with Jackson, like, I guess like I, I, if I was Patrick Mahomes, like, I don't think this is mean or stupid. I would just be like, Hey man, like I'm not giving you passes to get on the field anymore. Like you can't be trusted down there. So I'm just not going to give them to you anymore. But he you can does sit- it in the stands and then the bleachers too. Yeah, which is whatever. It's fine, but then the whole thing doesn't happen with the Sean Taylor Memorial like that. I get that, happen. but he should need. He should just stop bringing him. He'd pull it. You know, you said it last week. Pull an Aaron Rodgers. Like you're an NFL quarterback. You don't need your family. Your family is clearly just mooching off of you. <laughs> like 
it is it's so mm, I, i'm not gonna i'm mm, wait I'm so not you're that. not you're the root of your issues doesn't come from the sean taylor thing no it does like oh, that whole okay. thing is so stupid but like he should not even have been in the stadium like after all of the tiktoks that have been made this year from him like what is jackson mahomes good at tiktoks he, he's good at using his brother's name to get fame. He's good at keeping people involved, interested, whatever you want to say. But, like, what is he actually good at? Not Pissing much. people off, but what else? <laughs> I, I, no, I, I, I hear you. Um... Like, I just – I'm so sick of, of his whole thing and his whole shtick, like – just keep him out of the stadium and let him go, you know, be homeless or something. Like, I don't know. Jack, like, Jackson Mahomes is not Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is actually really good at football. Jackson what Mahomes uses his brother's name to dance on, on a memorial of, of a football player who died in a home invasion. Like, what? why would you even think to do that? I, I, I'm not going to get into the psyche of a uh, younger I, I, brother. Uh, um, but now that you've brought this up, I think we do need to kind of bring it up. Um, so the football team basically just rushed this and put this on because for as a PR move to get yeah, the hundred percent. Yeah, which is like the football team is low and they've done some bad things. And their fans don't really like them. I think Sean Taylor is one of the most beloved players throughout the NFL and throughout as well in the Washington Redskins facility. Like probably one of the most respected players ever there. And the fact that it's probably going to come out because I'm sure once again, these dumbasses don't realize that we can get their emails again and they will get their emails again. And they're going to be multiple ones about how, Oh, well, let's do it this weekend um, just to get the name off of Bruce Allen. Um, it's a new low for an NFL team. I didn't think they would do that. Um, and I'm also not saying they're 100% guilty right now because I guess we don't know. But from all angles of where everyone's looking at it, I think it very much looks like they did this after the after the um, Gruden news came out. They like got on the ring with all of each other and were probably like, okay, this is a great time to do this to get this like the name the the stink off the football team and let's not be crazy and not be dumb. The memorial they actually did for Sean Taylor is not that great anyway. So I I don't know what you have to say yeah, about that. I mean, they retired his jersey, which is like a good gesture, and I think it is long overdue. But like you're right, I think they kind of had this in their back pocket as they're like, ah. Get get the media back on our side. Let's retire Sean Taylor's number. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just more more of the idea that they did it to just cover something up with like the only player in their like the history of their organization that was like really liked. It, it's a pretty low move, but once again, it's the stupid ass Washington football team. So fucking knows. Anyway. All right. Um, uh, we'll start with these real quick. Steelers, Seahawks, anything other than 
I don't know how the Steelers are winning games. I just don't. Well, they won this game because Russ wasn't playing. Uh, I'm very, very surprised that Geno Smith kept it to a field goal game. Was it overtime, too? I think it may have been an overtime game. Uh, if it wasn't, it was a last-second field goal. But, yeah, um, nothing really to talk about too much on this because the Steelers barely beat a beaten-up Seahawks team, and Geno Smith looked average at best. Yeah, I agree. Um, Dallas at New what? The Seahawks should sign Cam Newton. Yeah, I don't for two know months till Russ comes back. I don't know about that. I, Cam Newton, I just don't think is a guy you take on for two months. I just don't. I mean, his whole personality. Better than Geno Smith. I don't know if he is. <laughs> Fair I don't enough. know if he is. Um, all right, Fair Dallas enough. at. Dallas at New England. Um, this was a great <laughs> game. This was a great yeah. game in the fact that um, I heard somebody else say this, but I'm going to completely quote it and copy it. This is a game in the past five to six years in the past that the Patriots always win. They always find a way to win. And also they, in the previous five years in the past, this is also a game where the Cowboys find a way to lose every time. Um mm-hmm. So this was awesome. Uh, I did, I think the Cowboys are very good. Um, I think they're a real kind of a threat in the NFC. Um, and I, we had our little talk about Trayvon Diggs last week in like the the zone. I at this point I don't think it really matters what he's doing about it. Like I don't know how he's getting this lucky, but I do think there's going to come a time when people just stop throwing the ball to his side of the field. Like I think that's going to come sooner sooner rather than later. Two, two points. One, this is the first time the Dallas Cowboys have beaten the New England Patriots in the 21st century. They haven't beat them since 99 when Michael Irving was on the team, um, which sounds a, it sounds a lot worse, but then you realize they only play each other once every four yeah. years. Yeah. I, so I, like, yeah, there's but... that aspect, but like still kind of funny. Uh, I love the stat. Uh, number two. Yes. Trayvon Diggs's pick six was amazing. Great pick six. Great read. Great everything about the interception the very next play he gets burned for a 70 something yard touchdown to Kendrick Bourne I think it was Um, Uh, on just like a a double post move I mean this is exactly what we talked about last week he's very opportunistic very uh willing and able and capable of of ball hawking but when he's asked to do a one-on-one man coverage he gets burned for a, a 70 something yard touchdown yeah, I it, it it would not surprise me whatsoever if he makes the move over to safety. It would not surprise me mm-hmm. because I think that's how he's gotten most of his interceptions. I watched a little bit of the game. I've never seen a defensive coordinator allow the amount of free freedom of move, movement that he has throughout the entire field in his own defense. I've never seen mm-hmm. it before. I mean, he basically tries to play a free safety um in three different zones um so it's working so far and that's great um but once again this is a very like i don't think this is a well i don't think you can count on this to keep working like it's working um much longer and i also just i've never seen a defense coordinator allow that much freedom to a player who's supposed to literally be probably on either the a third of the field or a quarter of the field so um very, very weird. Yeah. Well, weird. and like 
Yeah, and, and like he just mm, – I don't know if he should make the transition to safety or like – honestly, I think he would be a perfect role for, for like a, a Justin Simmons – or no, excuse me, not Justin Isaiah Simmons. Simmons. Isaiah that's Simmons crazy, role. It's crazy you were just going to say that because that's exactly the guy I was thinking of in my head too. I was going to say he's almost like a – to me he's more of like a coverage version of um, Derwin James. Derwin James, yeah. where he plays up by the line of scrimmage a little bit. He plays in that linebacker safety zone where he's just – Yeah. It's not he's a spy, but uh, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, it's called something. It's like – it's a, he's a robber. He's a robber on like some yeah. inside things. But go on. Sorry. I don't know why I can think of that. Yeah, no. I just – I think that he's much more suited to play an Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons-type role where he's a linebacker, but he's really dropping into coverage kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, cause, cause Isaiah Simmons started last year, his rookie year, kind of like bouncing between linebacker and safety. Now they have him play in linebacker, but he's more of a coverage linebacker and then goes in for some blitzes here and there. I think Trayvon Diggs would excel in that role. Trayvon Diggs should be the position. Like he should play the t- a position like this, that this guy should play like, but he doesn't. He should like Tyron Matthew should be this kind of safety where he plays around the line of scrimmage, but he's also there in deep zone as well um, when he yep. is. And I feel like Tyron Matthew gets way too caught up in being up up front trying to make tackles on on uh, flat routes and things like that, where he should be deep in coverage most of the time. I think that's where Trayvon Diggs would be very good. Hundred percent agree. Uh, I think a, a blend of those two players would make Trayvon Diggs lethal. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. It's Not that he already isn't. I mean, we have to give him credit. He has seven picks in like six games or whatever it is. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. Which is, I mean, we saw this from Iowa, but and we didn't think they could sustain it. I don't think he can sustain this, but I no. we've seen we've seen crazier things. I don't know. I don't um, think he's going to keep it up, but he could yeah, end no. the season with like ten or twelve takeaways. Yeah. Um. Raiders, Broncos, I got nothing on this other than congratulations to the Raiders. It was a shitty week. Uh, they got the win with their interim coach, so uh, good for them. And the Broncos really suck, which makes the Browns losing to them tomorrow look even worse. Yeah, on the on the Sunday Fantasy Show, I was fading the Raiders. I said I just didn't want any part of this game whatsoever. Um, and, and Derek Carr completely proved me wrong. Uh, it was a solid win, great win. And uh, – who do they have this week? The Raiders? Yeah, I'll I'll pull it up. You don't worry about it. I got it. Uh uh the Eagles. Oh, yeah, that this that should be a really fun game for me to watch. They have two weeks in a row, Eagles and Giants, where they should win both. And then they play the Chiefs. So that'll be fun. Um uh speaking the Chiefs, Chiefs action football team. We kind of already talked about the Chiefs. Um, and I will say people that were ripping on Patrick Mahomes in the first half, he deserved it. Um, and people are like, well, why does he get so much leeway with all these other quarterbacks? Like he makes so much money. Well, he gets the leeway because he came back in the second half and did what he did and won the game for them. Um, the only really thing I have to say, though, about the game is I am honestly astonished how bad the Washington defense is. I'm astonished, like, how bad they are.
All right, well, it looks like we just lost time. Um, I'm back. Nope, Tom. All right, Tom's back. There we go. Um, who Apologies. are we talking about? The, oh, uh, Washington football team. Um, I was saying the only thing that really is I, I have to say about that, it, it is in, it, it's incredible and astonishing how bad that defense is. Um, I don't know what's wrong with it, but they are actually just very bad. I mean, they didn't look the worst, I didn't think, this week. Am I wrong? They look pretty they look, I, I just don't think they're good. I mean, I, I don't know what's happened with that. I mean, they they gave up a ton of yardage, which sucks. They, they, they got a forced fumble. They had the recovery. They had two interceptions and three sacks. I mean, yeah, it's kind of bad. I They gave up a – they lost. They gave up a ton of points, but I wouldn't necessarily say that uh, it was atrocious this week. I think this week was the best week that they've had this season for it also being the chiefs. All right. Whatever. Um, all right. Uh, and the chiefs looked uninspiring. They haven't looked really good at all this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Rams giants, nothing to say other than this Bad was a blowout Stafford. and it didn't surprise me. Matt Stafford's no-look pass to Cooper Cup. If it were done by Patrick Mahomes, it would still be playing on ESPN. 100%. I agree. Um, Stafford looked amazing and Cup looked amazing. uh, Wouldn't it be awesome if you had those guys in your fantasy team? I know. I have both of them. I know. (laughs) Um, uh, Houston and Indy, the only thing I'll say is this is why I'm still not a very good gambler in the NFL. I was I hammered Houston plus eleven. I got beat thirty-one to three by the Colts. I, I still don't <laughs> really know what happened. Jonathan Taylor, you know who else? Jonathan Taylor. Like, wouldn't that be awesome if he was on your fantasy team? He is on a bunch of my fantasy teams, actually. He's on my team too. Ah, <laughs> um, yeah, one hundred forty-five yards on fourteen carries, two touchdowns. Yeah, take it, that. They were good. They were good. Um, Colts, 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 Colts. I don't think they'll be like any type of like real contenders for the Super Bowl, the AFC, but they'll be in the mix at the end. Uh, they'll be in the mix for the playoff hunt. Um, yeah. Uh, Cincinnati at Detroit. I think wasn't that another blowout? Yeah. Um, this one is unfortunate because I like Dan Campbell, and he didn't cry after this game, which was good. I like Dan Campbell, but. I think we're coming. We're going to come to a point in the next couple of weeks where it's possible they could go zero and seventeen. I agree a hundred percent, and it really sucks. Uh, I know. Again, it I, sucks. I agree. Like, I like him. Well, do you know that Dan Campbell? You know one thing about Dan Campbell. He played for an zero and sixteen team. Oh, he did. Yes. Oh no! Yes, yes. I would so resign heard, before the last game. No, I'm no. That's so bad, bro. Yep. No. Um, I I was looking at their schedule, and there's definitely wins they could sneak out of with wins, but there. I also think there's a, a there's a de- decent possibility that they they won't win a game. Oh, that 
That would be honestly horrible. I would I would cry with Dan Campbell. I, I yeah, that would be awful. I don't even know how. Like, I, that, I that so was... maybe that's why. Like, I, I, th- I think I started. I'm starting to understand why he cried. Like, he knows the position that they've been in, and he knows kind of where they're headed. And he hated that as a player, and he hated the fact that his coach just didn't care. I, I'm assuming, right? Mm-hmm. But he's. Maybe that's why he's crying. Maybe he's like, look, I care as much as you guys do. Like, we're all in this together, and it sucks. Oh, no. That would be honestly so bad. I, Oh, my God. They are America's team. We want them to win one game. <laughs> they have to. They have to win a game. Um, they have to. They're going to win a game. They're going to win at least a game. We're, They're going to win. <laughs> no. I, I, well, and you know They're going to win out. <laughs> You know what really sucks? They like Detroit's a team right now that like if they got a decent quarterback like the next year, like one of the rookies, like they would be all right, except for the fact that none of these guys in the NFL draft are gonna be any good. Probably. Well, so it's funny you brought up the quarterback. Did you hear Dan Campbell after the game when he wasn't crying? He kind of called out Jared Goff. What do you say? He got asked a question about his performance, and he's like, look, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, where this is a team game. It's on all of us. But, uh, you know, Jared's got to help us a little bit. He's got to he's got to kind of hold his weight. He's got to go out there and make some some big time throws. And, you know, he's got to he's got to play a little better, essentially, is what he was saying. Yeah, I'll send you the link later so you can listen to it. But. I don't think I've ever really heard a coach come out and say that about his quarterback, especially when the quarterback is as young as Jared Goff. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I also don't think Jared Goff's the answer there. Neither do I. I just think it's interesting. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Um, Packers at the Bears. Uh, Just go search I Own You, Aaron Rodgers, on YouTube. (laughs) You're going to figure out all about that game. like I, I want to like the this thing that Aaron Rodgers did. Like I want to say that's awesome, that's cool, but I like it's he didn't like it didn't sound cool coming from him. He, he's just a little bitch boy. I don't know. Well, and after like, the I, game, he was like, "Oh, I blacked out. I don't even know what I said." Like, bro, just own up to it. Like, don't be giving me this. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, like I said, Aaron Rodgers is going to be the ultimate mercenary these next like three for five, three to four years. He's literally just going to go to the teams that like just need a quarterback for a year. Like, you know, maybe it's the Browns. You know, maybe he's just going to be like, you know, Green Bay. I just loved the cold up there and all the lakes in Wisconsin. So I'll just come play in a place where it's just as cold and also is on the banks of another lake. So. He's gonna be the Lake Man. He's gonna he's gonna play in Green Bay. He'll play in Cleveland. He'll play in Detroit. <laughs> we'll hit up we'll hit up all of the Great Lakes. Um, the Great Lake Mercenary. There's a T-shirt for you. It would be funny <laughs> if you went to all those teams. <laughs> hey, you never know. You think Dan Campbell could recruit him to Detroit next year? 
Maybe, <laughs> maybe Aaron Rodgers is like, look, I already won an MVP. Honestly, I won a Super Bowl. Now I want to bring I, the Lions back just to complete my career. See, I like honestly, I feel like Aaron Rodgers is the kind of guy that that would be like, he would want to embrace, like, he would want to be like, there's only one thing in my career I have let to do, and that's save an entire city. So like, save he goes a franchise. The, yeah. So he goes to the Lions for a year, wins a Super Bowl. And then it'll just go out on top, which is fine, but whatever. That would be hilarious. Um, I would love that. I'm all in for that. Uh, Minnesota, Carolina. Um, Thriller. I just don't think either of these two teams are very good. I thought the Carolina, the new Carolina with the new Sam Darnold, um, there is no new Sam Darnold. He doesn't exist. Um, there, he does exist but, when Christian McCaffrey is on the field. Maybe. Uh, I'm still, I'm still not sure about that. I'm still not sure about that. But um, I didn't think yeah. he played that uh, I guess poorly, he did he? It wasn't like oh yeah, never mind. I didn't realize he went 17 for 41. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Um, one of the more surprising scorelines, I thought, uh, Baltimore at uh, – yeah, Baltimore at uh, – no, Chargers at Baltimore. Um, I, I am convinced that you and Asher cursed the Chargers one way or another. So I'm going to need you guys – because last week, not this, this past week that just finished, but the week before, you said Justin Herbert was your sit quarterback – and he was not going to play well, and he went out and put up 41, 42 points. Now, this week, you guys had him as your starter. He's legit. He's the best, and then the Chargers put up six points. I'm going to need you guys to start saying that he sucks every week, week in and week out, because I got fantasy football games to win. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Um, You should have drafted a better quarterback. Uh, His name is Kyler Murray. You should have drafted him. It's your fault. You failed him. You failed yourself. Uh, don't take out your anger. On he was people. not available. It's unfortunate. Someone, um, someone took him in the first round. I hope it was me. Um. <laughs> uh, on to uh, the Jagoffs. Uh, Jacksonville gets finally gets a win in um, London. Good for them. It's probably their only win of the year. Um, and uh, the only other Urban thing Meyer was Meyer escaping the United States to win a game. Um, and then also the fans are awesome in London when they dress up in their stupid costumes. I have no idea why they do it for Jaguars games. It's very weird, um, but I love it. Um, yes, and then it I turned- did have the – what did you say? Said it took Urban Meyer escaping the United States to get a get a football victory in the NFL. Like if you're Miami too, though, I mean, like, I don't know what you do at this point. I, trade trade to a <laughs> yeah, for what? A uh, bag of chips and a bucket of footballs. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. I mean, they're just Miami's just not good. They're not good. Um, and you just kind of have to wonder, like, like where do they go from here? Where do you go? Like, uh, like the worst thing they did was draft Jalen Waddle last year. Like, he's a great player, but they can't find a way to get him the ball. So, 
I mean, he had two touchdowns this week. I, I wouldn't say they didn't find him this week, but I mean, I agree. I, mean, I look, think look, the worst look, decision look at that his, they've look made. At his, look at his stats from the previous six. That's fair. They don't throw him the he ball. has they not looked great. I'm just saying, he, he's on my fantasy team. They don't throw him the ball. So. I I think the bigger mistake was taking Tua at five and leaving Justin Herbert to go to the Chargers at six. I think that was a bigger mistake. Yes, but also that's different because there is no way to predict that Justin Herbert would have been this good in the NFL or Tua would be this bad. Also, I'm sorry to think that left-handed quarterbacks I'll give you suck. that. Left-handed quarterbacks suck. Uh, I'll – yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, they just they don't throw the ball. Well, part of it too is like when a when a throws, like the ball comes in the other way, and if you're a receiver, like you're you're used to seeing it come in one way, and now you're seeing it come in the other. It could throw people off sometimes. That's part part of the reason I think that they took Jalen Waddle is because he was used to Tua throwing him the ball. So I don't know. Uh, we don't really have to sit here and debate Miami because they suck, but. Yeah, we don't. Um, I had Monday night preview on here. Obviously, um, that didn't happen, or that did happen. Um, I didn't watch any of it um, until Tom texted me um, when Josh Allen tripped at the one yard line. Um, and I'm happy. Be frozen out. the the only The only yeah, I'm cutting out. I, I my Wi Fi is starting to cut out. It does that around uh, noon. Um, it, all I can tell you about the game was that Sean McDermott is an absolute moron. Uh, I don't know why you wouldn't take the field goal with 20 seconds left. Um, and I understand Josh Allen has had some success rushing and, and doing a QB sneak this year. Um, he tried to justify the decision by saying that he had great success with it, uh, and that he's ripped it off for some big runs. I would have much rather called a, a passing play on that because Josh Allen likes to trust his arm as much as his legs, if not more. Uh, but if you would call the passing play, Josh could have run it. Like he still had the opportunity to, to use his legs and get it. But everyone in the stadium, everyone at home knew what you were running when as soon as he got out of the shotgun formation to move up to call plays at the line uh, – and, and, and then he got the ball and took it for literally three inches when you need, you know, eight. But everyone knew what was coming, and it was just – it was a dumb play call. I get go, wanting to go for the win. I get wanting to play for, for more than overtime, but I, I think it was a stupid decision to call a quarterback sneak. Yeah, before we, uh, you know, close out here um... – I feel like it's a tough place for a lot of NFL teams to score is in between like that two yard line and the goal line, because like the defense has the advantage. If you run it straight up the middle, um, you can't really do a quarterback sneak. And if you try and just run like a five, four out spread offense, you have very like teams are just going to play zone against you. So you have very little left, little space to um, uh, go to like your receivers to go to. But yeah, I'm happy the the uh, the Bills lost. Josh Allen stinks. Um, I'm glad everyone's finally now seeing it.
I mean, wouldn't I wouldn't say that he he stinks. I just whatever. We're not. I'm not going to get into that debate right now. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Sure. Um, all right. Uh, that's going to do I'm it. Not going to get in that debate right now. Where we've been here for an hour forty. <laughs> yeah, we have. Um, uh, that, that's going to do it. Uh, we'll be back Friday. Uh, huh, probably a pretty short pick them. Matt will be back with us. I'm, fe- I'm seeing the board very well in college football right now. So definitely, uh, you know, tune in on Friday. And then uh, we'll obviously remind you again on Friday, but obviously tune into our fantasy show on Sunday. Um, I assume we'll have either Asher or Corey. I don't know. One of the two. Um, or it could just be me and Tom. You never know. You might get lucky. Or just get us. someone new. Or potentially someone new. Tom does not want to just work with me. Clearly understood, Tom. All right. Uh, any last words? <laughs> Sco dogs. Hopefully that goes through eventually. <laughs> it did. We're good. <laughs>